Welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. For those of you that are unfamiliar uh, with the Rick and Bubba show, you just found this podcast because you love podcasts. Uh, the Rick and Bubba show uh, is a radio show that runs uh, Monday through Friday, syndicated across the country, and there's all kinds of ways you can get the full-blown show by going to Rick and Bubba, spell out the word and.com. And for those of you that are familiar and you're like, what is this podcast? Well, this is a weekly podcast where we take a 45-minute conversation and we interview some uh, interesting guests. And today, Bubba, we continue with that theme. That's right. And, Rick, if you are looking and searching podcasts and you think you found Joe Rogan, you're on the wrong show. You're right. You're, and you're uh, you. but uh, and we apologize for that. But uh, we will have a lot of fun here for the next 40, 45 minutes. And, Rick, our guest today is the world-famous Kendrick Brothers. Yep, there they are, Alex. And, and they have done some wildly successful things that, quite frankly, a lot of people thought never could be done. Yeah, so, Alex, Stephen, welcome to Rick and Bubba University. I know you guys have done the the main show, but, <laughs> but today you can take this off the bucket list. <laughs> now, That's right. Now, now hey, now, is this a 101 class in the university, or is this like more like a 301 class? Everything yeah. with Rick and Bubba is entry level. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's really all the professors can support. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's nothing. So, uh, you know, this is one of those th- those things where we assume that everyone knows you guys. But, you know, they might know the, the title of some of the movies. But really, even today, we're going to introduce these movies, this catalog, to people that may have never uh, even heard of those. I mean, you guys have done a great job mar- uh, job marketing and and uh, and, of course, some of your titles are pretty well known. But let, let's let's go back at the beginning. Uh, so we we know Michael Cat. Uh, uh, just we'll, we'll skip when you were born and just move yeah. forward from there yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You know? In the begin in the beginning, there was a man and a woman, but I don't think we want to go there. Uh, but anyway, uh, we all know how you guys got here, and so uh, you guys are you, you guys are brothers, and uh, so Michael Cat, who just retired uh, as the the pastor at Sherwood over in, and this is one thing I want you guys to clarify today, because Bub and I know this. We've actually done live shows from Albany, Georgia. It's not correct. Albany. It's not Albany, Georgia. It's Albany, Georgia. Correct. If if you're native, you got to say Albany. Albany. Okay. <laughs> and we we've actually was, uh, been on the quail hunt or two over there. Yeah, too, we have. So. We sure have. Yeah. Beautiful, World beautiful quail country. hunting. Yes. Yeah. That's Just right. beautiful. So anyway, you guys uh, were I guess were you attending the church that Michael was the pastor, or did y'all come to him from another church? So we, we were on staff. Yeah, we were on staff. Okay. So I was uh, I was over the media ministry, associate pastor. Stephen's also an associate pastor. And uh, in the early 2000s, we went to him uh, with this concept of doing a local full-length feature film, low budget, just to reach our community. And that's the way it started. And um, Michael, our pastor, said, it, it, wouldn't that cost a lot of money? <laughs> and I convinced him that for $20,000 and all volunteers, we could shoot this little movie called Flywheel. And it was meant for our local theater. Stephen went over to the local theater, talked to the manager. He came out and we said, hey, can we show our movie on a DVD player in your local theater? He laughed at us. <laughs> but we said, would, would you would you call the home office of this theater chain and see what they think? He calls us back the next day or two. We went back to the church and prayed. And, uh, and God gave us favor. And he said, I don't understand this. But our home office says that if you bring your own video projector and DVD player, we will show it for a Wednesday through a Sunday. Yeah. And this is in one theater. And so we showed Flywheel, didn't have uh, marketing, but uh, God blessed us with all the local news media started doing stories on this church that had made a movie. 
So our local NBC affiliate, radio, newspapers doing stories. Well, the first weekend, Showtime starts selling out. It shocked us. We couldn't believe it. And um, Flywheel then exploded. We started selling DVDs, and I think we've sold about $1.3 million by now. Wow. And uh, that was kind of the start of our, of our movie ministry. So what started, and Michael Katz says it best, God likes to do big things in little places like Bethlehem. So <laughs> that's true. Um, we're, yeah. So, but you guys obviously had some expertise in the film business, right? I mean, you didn't just no. You didn't just go. Let's no. make a movie we, because we we've we been drawing, on some movie sets. Yep. There's a lot of technical issues in those things. Yeah, we found that out the hard way. Yeah. What you just said. <laughs> I was the producer on Facing the Giants, and I didn't even know what a producer did. Really? So, I mean, so this yeah, was. Did, yeah, I mean, you haven't done the local plays or anything. I mean, you started at scratch. Well. We we grew up making silly little videos in our neighborhood, so we did our own version. VHS of, quality. VHS. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Like, instead of James Bond, Stephen um, Stephen was Savings Bond. That's that right. was our secret agent. <laughs> That's instead funny. of Alabama, yeah. Instead of Indiana Jones, we did Alabama Jones. We did the uh, Okra Cola commercial. We got on the very first episode of America's Funniest Home Videos before they gave any money out. So we did, we didn't win anything. But anyway. Uh, no, but we're doing these silly little shows and God got a hold of our hearts. Our parents prayed for us and we wanted to do what we do for the Lord. So th- this is how much we didn't know what we were doing. When we were filming flywheel. I'm shooting a scene in the car lot. It's about a used car salesman. It gets too dark to finish this conversation. So I tell my actors, <laughs> we're going to come back on Monday to finish this scene. When they came back on Monday, first, they were wearing different clothes, oh, yeah. which right. is a problem. Oh yeah. Continuity. And Continuity. second, and secondly, one of my actors had gotten a haircut over the weekend. No. So if you look at this scene in the movie, his hair halfway through the scene goes whoop. <laughs> and I was like, this we 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 don't know what we're doing here. So we learned the hard way how to make a feature. Let film. me say this on on one of the scenes, Alex wrote the scene, shows up, and and uh, basically set up the camera himself, started it, walked out. <laughs> Acted in the scene, went back and stopped the camera. He was the director. The yeah, yeah. I was the only one there. Lighting, sound, he did everything in that scene. So, I mean, you really did start at scratch with all this. I mean, I mean, did, you know, and, and of course, you know, just like, you know, Michael Katz said about Bethlehem, I literally heard somebody say, well, you know, nothing good comes out of Albany. Uh, and, and, uh, so uh so you, you guys really had no idea what you were doing. I, I have an aspiring filmmaker who is the media uh, person uh, at at his church and with the church I attend now, one of my sons, and and I lived all this. I, I had to be the villain yeah. in all kinds of movies down at the farm that yeah. he would shoot on his little camera, and so I I didn't know that you guys started uh, very much. The I've actually seen this process, so I remember we were doing. It sounds like an episode of the Goldbergs to yeah, some degree. Yeah, it, here, <laughs> it, it, it may have been. We may have been in Albany to do that uh, show that we did with Turner South, and we right. we used to be on Turner South. And we did the quail hunting thing uh, with Emmanuel Lewis. We quail hunted with Emmanuel Lewis in <laughs> Albany, Georgia. But anyway, that sounds like a movie. But but anyway, uh, but so I believe I, I was somewhere. Maybe it wasn't there. And somebody hands me the DVD of Flywheel. And yeah. uh, and they said, hey, this is a good movie. You might want to watch that. And, of course, my thought was, I'm not going to watch Flywheel. What, what, what is this? I don't even know what this is. And what was funny is after you guys had cranked out – facing the giants and 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 you started down that fireproof road and all that then i went oh wait a minute these are the guys yeah. of that movie that uh, that a guy handed me years ago 
and I went back and, and watched it after I'd already become familiar with, with your work. Uh, but but I'll tell you what, it still stood on its own. I mean, considering mm. what you guys did, mm-hmm. that really that really was a, a, a really high-quality project now that I know how low-budget it really was. It was. And we didn't, you know, if our first four movies, really, we didn't pay uh, actors. And I think we gave a couple of uh, Kirk Cameron or, or a couple out of town yeah, people, courageous you know, because we, we, we wanted to take care of them, of course. But our church actors, our church volunteers were amazing and everything was done. Uh, we treated it like a ministry. You know, yeah. we, we've got a message worth sharing. We want to inspire people to seek God. And so we did it as a ministry and released the movies. And so we're, we're grateful for all of the fruit. And every movie stretched us. We learned something new about the movie making process with every one of them. So it wasn't until about the fourth one, which is courageous, that we started finding that momentum and really figuring out, okay, this is how you make a movie. Well, well walk right. us through after Flywheel, what came next? Facing the Giants was the next movie. And when Alex and I were driving our church projector to the foreign land of Tifton, Georgia, an hour away. <laughs> oh, yes. We're familiar it, with Tifton. To, to show it on DVD, show Flywheel on DVD in their Carmike Theater, we were in the car praying, and Alex had this storyline of Facing the Giants. And so we had the big budget of $100,000 for that movie. You know, <laughs> Hollywood, $100,000 is their porta potty budget, you know, oh, yeah. on an yeah. Avengers movie or something. So, but we were praying though, and that was the thing our dad had taught us and our mom had taught us is that the Lord is the majority. And if you've got him, you've got everything you needed. He could take your loaves and fish and multiply to feed many. And we saw our parents walk by faith and launch a Christian school out of nothing. And so we saw how God, if he's in something, he can make it happen. So we kept praying, Lord, we want you to bless this. Help us to keep our hearts right with you. If you're in this, would you guide us? And we got in the prayer tower at our church, got on our knees and prayed for the $100,000. And God started prompting people who had seen Flywheel and their lives had been Mm -hmm. impacted by it to start donating money. So anonymous checks would start coming in. With no strings attached. It's wow. not an investment. They just said, yeah. we believe in what you're doing. Go do what God tells you to do. So we used every penny of it to uh, make the best movie we could. And so Facing the Giants, I was ex- I wanted to get it in just in theaters in Georgia. And we made one mistake. We jumped ahead of God. Don't jump ahead of God. You want to track with God. Yeah. You don't want to jump yeah. ahead of him. Yeah. Or, We've, or all him. Yeah. We've all done it. There's yeah. no worse feeling for you to go, what is this about? And he's like, I don't know. I didn't tell you to do this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we, after Facing the Giants, we prayed our way through Facing the Giants fly out to Hollywood, show it to every studio that would watch it. They all said no. I got mad. And I was like, God, I don't understand why you helped us make this movie. And then you shut the door in our face. And God reminded us, hey, look, is it is it your movie or did you give it to me? And I was like, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I, we did give it to yeah. you, whatever you want to do with it. And so Stephen walks in my office and says, hey, if we're going to use Third Day's music in this movie, we got to get permission. We got to call the publisher. We called them in Nashville. They said, we got to see the movie first. When we sent them an early DVD of Facing the Giants, they watched it, loved it, and called us back and said, this needs to be in theaters. We're sending it to our parent company. And we were like, well, wait a minute. We thought you were a music company. And they said, yeah, but our parent company is Sony. Oh, and Sony wow. put, yeah. yeah, and Sony, and so, so we didn't knock on Sony's door. Right. And so God taught us, man, yeah. I can open doors. I can shut doors. You depend on me. And so- Sony put it in uh, about 400 theaters to start, then it exploded yep. from there, and then we were off to the races. So for, for people who did not see these movies or may not be familiar with them or 
explain facing the Giants. Just give us the real quick plot of that and, and, and tell people what that was about. Go ahead. All right, so facing the Giants, uh, we looked around in our community and said, what is God doing? We had seen a revival break out at our school. There was an elderly gentleman who would walk down the halls just praying for lockers, praying for students, asking God for revival. We knew of someone who uh, uh, could not have children, and they gave it to God. They said, God, if you want us to have children, it's up to you. And after they gave it to the Lord, they became pregnant. I think they had a couple of kids. And we looked at all these elements, and we incorporated them in the story of Facing the Giants. So we didn't just make up a bunch of stuff out of thin air. We looked around at real things we had seen in our community that God had done, and uh, and then we incorporated them in Facing the Giants. So when you see the revival at the school or the coach giving a car or the mm-hmm. couple that couldn't have children, have all that stuff happened. Uh, we had seen uh, the, the kid kick a 51-yard field goal when the wind changed, and everybody thought it was impossible. He's a little soccer player, and he ended up kicking 51 yards, and a matter of fact, our original title for Facing the Giants was 51 Yards. And so mm-hmm. Facing the Giants is based on many individual stories that we put together to tell that movie. Yeah, and, and some of you haven't seen it. It's, it's, a, it's not a football movie, but it's a, football, it's a movie that has football in it. And yeah, uh, it's, right. it's bigger than that, but it's about a coach coaching a small uh, private school and, and, yeah. uh, and all that he's going through, all the teams going through, and all the communities going through. So we'll come back unpacking more with the Kendrick Brothers. When Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. All right, so Bubba, you and I know, or I've been through this, on this kind of stuff, you're always much more responsible than me. But one of the things that I was putting off on trying to get a wheel done, and we do need to have a current wheel in place so that when it's time for us to go, uh, there's not uh, a government coming in going, well, I'm sorry, your your loved one did not prepare uh, any of this, so we're going to figure out who gets what. Yeah, Rick, you've worked hard, and you want to leave the fruits of those labors and the blessings you've had to your family, and you you don't want the state deciding that. We don't want the state in our business and anything else. You certainly don't want them in what you're leaving your family after you depart. Yeah, and so that part is pretty simple. I mean, you think about the common sense of that. What are you looking for? Well, I'd like to have peace of mind that I've handled this. And I know people don't want to deal with these things. And that's, you know, yeah. The sun's shining. Yeah. I got better things. But you, you really need to do this. And have peace of mind. Well, and it can be a hassle and expensive, and that's why trustandwill.com uh, has made setting up an estate plan simple, convenient, and secure. For as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, plan for future, me- uh, future medical care. You know, that's another burden you don't want to put on your children, all from the comfort of your home. Uh, you know, hiring a traditional estate attorney can cost thousands, and you know what? A lot of times they just use a template, and you don't need a template. You need something customized to your situation. So trust and will documents are designed by estate planning experts, and they customize them customize them to the state to where you actually live. Uh, and with customer support available to you seven days a week, trustandwill.com's team is available to answer any questions while you're setting up your plan. So, And, and look, I've, I've used them. It, it could not be simpler. So if you want to gain that peace of mind, Go to trustandwheel.com slash Bubba. We get you 10% off, plus we get you free shipping of your customized legal documents. So do that now. Don't wait. It's really important. 10% off plus free shipping by going to trustandwheel.com slash Bubba. That's trustandwheel.com slash Bubba. The Kendrick Brothers, they're our guest on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. So we, we're kind of introducing them to you if you're not familiar with them. They, they started... Uh, doing movies there. They talked to their pastor. They raised the funds to do it really 
for their own community and their own <laughs> church. And then it, it, it exploded. Uh, they, they had flywheel. Then they had facing the giants. And then things are rolling now. And, but they're rolling. And, you know, we, it, we were, we're in the entertainment business, and we understand that it kind of works like this. Hey, man, that was awful nice. Uh, what, what's next? You know, and, and, <laughs> right. and, and you're That's like, right. uh, oh, my goodness. Because these are like babies. And once you yes. get them done, it's so exhausting. It's so expensive. It's so stressful. You're kind of like, okay. So, so what happened with you guys that made you go, yes, we will continue? Obviously, I know that you want to be in, in the will of God in your life, but did you, right. did you just instantly feel this ministry is fruitful? Uh, we need to continue it. Tell us the process of, because it would have been easy to say, all right, we're, we're, we're in the local church. We're a couple guys in the church. We, we did a, a smaller movie. We've done a bigger movie. We're, mm-hmm. we're good. We're done. We're good. Why, why was that not the end? Let me say that from our childhood growing up, our dad would take Disney movies and he was in ministry and would rent them and show them in our local church and hand people popcorn to provide a clean family movie night. So at the same time that we were growing up in Billy Graham movies like The Prodigal and The Hiding Place and those kind of movies were coming out, we were seeing some of those and seeing the potential impact of glorifying the God. So those seeds were planted in us when we were young. If you fast forward to when we were teenagers and we went through experiencing God, and in that Bible study, you learn, quit trying to do your own deal and asking God to bless it. Why don't you put your put your will down and find out where God's working and you go and join him? So when Facing the Giants exploded and it went all across the nation and in 57 countries around the world, and we're hearing about, you know, dozens of football players coming to Christ in Hawaii at a screening of Facing the Giants, when we're hearing about people in other countries around the world, you know, uh, seeking the Lord or dedicating your lives to the Lord after seeing both flywheel and face of the giants, it exploded. And it was clearly that God was working and we needed to keep joining him. So Alex w- was continuing to pray and uh, about storyline ideas. And we were saying, Lord, what do you want us to do next? And then one day he called me and he had been jogging around the block. And he said, Stephen, I've been begging God to give me the storyline <laughs> for another film. And it, he just gave it to me jogging around the block. I'm going to jog over to your house. And so I walk out in my driveway and he lays out the storyline of Fireproof. And, and I had been teaching on love and marriage and covenant in, in, at church in a, an adult Bible study for months. And so I've got all these Bible studies that, that the light bulb went on. We need to make this book, The Love There, and we need to make this movie Fireproof. And let's point people towards what unconditional love looks like because most of the romantic movies you watch in you know in the theaters it's a young couple they're single they're sleeping together they fall in love they fight and then the credits roll at the end of the movie when they reconcile but what about most of the world that is in a marriage that oftentimes Mm -hmm. is struggling why don't we pick it up from there and let's take people on a journey on how to forgive how to reconcile and so the movie fireproof really came out of that prayer journey yeah, and it also took on a very uncomfortable topic, uh, and that is the struggle that many men have with porn. Uh, you know, and, and 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 how you finally, you know, Scripture says when it comes to sexual sin, <laughs> the best thing you can do is just flee. You, you you don't need to sit there and battle it. And watching that process, that also was very beneficial because I think a lot of men who saw that were like, "Oh, well, there's an idea. Why don't I just remove any possibility for me to be? Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not becoming the sin daredevil." 
you know, let's right. keep all this stuff around and maybe I'll be okay. You know, you see the the character played by Kirk Cameron uh, and his wife take some drastic steps, which helped him to overcome this stronghold on his life. That's exactly right. And, you know, uh, if we look at uh, porn for what it is, it's like it's like uh, cancer. You know, it, 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 it changes the way that you view um, women. It, it would change the way you view your wife. And it sets up these uh, fantasy filtered airbrushed scenarios that she cannot compete with. And it's, it's terrible. It's like, it's like this drug. And, um, and so you can get addicted to it just like you can a drug. And so in the movie, we see uh, the Kirk Cameron's character learns, look, you just break access to it. Uh, forget, you know, a lot of, a lot of men think, Hey, if I just clear my history, then my wife or no one would ever know. But, you know, there is a spiritual principle here. You can't hide anything from God. If you belong to him, he loves you as a child and therefore will discipline you as a child because yeah. he loves you. Yeah. And so you, you don't get away with it from, for very long. And in the movie, we see how Kirk uh, devotes his heart. He, he turns and sets his heart on his wife. And you and I have to remember this. You can't be led by your feelings. Feelings are great when you're young and you right. first fall in love, but so if true. you are led by your feelings, it will always end in failure. You have to be led by your wisdom. And so what I do, I purposely set my heart on my wife because there's days I love her and it's easy to love her. And there's days that you have to choose to love. And she, to me, you know, it goes both ways, but when you set your heart on your spouse, and just like God sets his heart on us when we are unlovable, why would he send Jesus to die for people like us, yeah. right? We're yeah. all hypocrites to one degree or another. Yep. Yep. And so I've learned to set my heart on my wife. And so in the movie, we, we wanted to uh, show a man that breaks access to what's hurting him so much. He gives it to God. He sets his heart on his wife. Matter of fact, the apology scene in Fireproof has a crazy number of views on YouTube because so many people love that scene. And, uh, and this movie's ministered to so many people. Well, I, I got to tell you one of my favorite stories real quick. A traveling salesman was having an affair in a nearby city. His wife did not know. When he went on one of his business trips, he took his mistress to see a movie that he thought was just an action movie called Fireproof. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. He's sitting in the audience with his mistress watching this movie. About marital faithfulness. <laughs> feeling just convicted and terrible. His stomach's in knots. The movie finishes. He walks out. Even before they got to his car, he turn, turns to her and he says, I can't do this anymore. And she says, what do you mean? And he says, I can't, I can't keep having this relationship. This is wrong. And she goes, oh, you will, or I will call and tell your wife. And he responded, I'm going to go home and tell her myself. Yeah. And he did. He went, he broke it off, went home, told his wife. Of course, initially she hit the ceiling. They had to go through marital counseling, but because he truly repented, she saw that sincerity, ended up forgiving him. They re reconciled their marriage and came and told us their story. Wow. And we love stories like that because, you know, we could tell a movie, we could show a movie, but God changes the heart. And these principles in these films are true. Let me ask you this, too, as this has grown, um, the first project was church-sponsored. Uh, and how did, how did the business side of this evolve, too? Did you guys, I mean, because obviously— <clears throat> Uh, you 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 got the church involved, and you got how, how did all that evolve out of that? Because when money starts flowing, sometimes so do problems. Sure, absolutely. Well, we started off. We were on staff at the church. We were being paid. We brought the idea to the church, but it was while we were on staff. 
you know, that we were creating these movies using the influence of the church. So it was ministering to Mm -hmm. our church members because they were able to serve the Lord in a way that had an international impact. The movies were owned by the church as well. So the first four owned by the church. So the, the money would flow into the church and then the church would immediately leverage it for evangelistic sports park that was built in our community. Uh, They were launching, planting churches across the nation. They were uh, Christian school. Yeah, Yeah. it was helping our Christian school. So the church was routing that into all these different ministries. The church was taking care of us. You know, they would meet our needs. Sometimes they'd give us a bonus, you know, because we were producing the movies. Uh, (laughs) But the the goal was always kingdom focused from the beginning. It still is, even in our lives. Even though since War Room and Overcomer, uh, after after Courageous, the church prayed over us and realized God has called you guys to do this. Uh, this is exploding in its impact. And it's not just about one church. It's about the capital K kingdom around the world. And so the church prayed over us at the altar with our pastor and almost like sending us out as missionaries said, y'all go make these movies that God's called you to make because it it had become such a dominant aspect of the daily life of the church that the other ministries of the church we're not getting as much sunshine. You know, it's almost yeah, like planting sure. kudzu in your vegetable garden. Right. You know, the movie ministry was doing great, but when people are saying, hey, I can't serve in vacation Bible school or go on that mission trip, I'm going to be helping with the movies this summer. Yeah. You know, now you've got the youth ministry, the children's ministry, all these other things. So everything was going well. Yeah. We were getting along, you know, it was it was about the kingdom from the beginning. So our, after they prayed over us and launched us out, Alex and I, War Room was the first movie that we made independently. And we've said from the beginning, our commitment is to the Great Commission. Our commitment is to reach people with the gospel. I mean, money does not satisfy you. You know, it can it can solve some problems, but it can cause a lot of other yeah, problems. Yeah, it can. And so we've talked about we always have to keep it about the kingdom. If God blesses us financially, praise the Lord. Let's honor the Lord with that stewardship. But even if the movies break even, but they're impacting people's lives around the world. Still and worth it. And there's more people in heaven as a result of it, then it's worth it. Right. All right, we'll come back. I want to unpack that, and then we'll get to some current things that are going on you can be part of. Because this war room transition, there, there was a lot going on there that that I that I we talked about on our show, as a matter of fact. And we'll come back and we'll finish with the uh, Kindred Brothers um, as Rick and Bubba University. The uh, podcast continues. All right, Bubba, you and I love bacon. This is an easy sell here, my friend. Yeah, you don't, you don't just look at us. You can tell. All right, I want you to go to <laughs> Moink. You know, like a pig oinks. Moink M O I N K box dot com. If you see and you taste this bacon. From moinkbox.com, you will order it again and again. Uh, look, it, it is delicious. It is it, it is it is the best bacon that you've ever eaten. I mean, if you want to, to have a steak, to put it out on the grill. I mean, I'm having so many steaks right now doing this men's ministry stuff. <laughs> Every time I turn around, I'm eating a steak. But when I <laughs> ate the steak from moinkbox.com, I, I just said, you know what? I got to have more of this because, look, I, I'm a prude when it comes to things like bacon and steak. I mean, I'm not just going to eat any steak. And what have we said about grilling? You can't make a bad piece of meat good. No, you can't grill it good. You, yeah, you got to start with good stuff. Yeah, and with the bacon, the same thing. So, uh, the, the Moink delivers grass-fed, grass-finished, and that grass-finished is, is key. Uh, beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and they send it right to the door. And these come from family farms because we want that family farm to continue in America, and it helps them be financially independent 
outside of Bubba, big ag. Mm. Big ag. Big so, ag. So we love it, and I think you're going to love it too. So why don't you go right now, start a, a movement of Moink in your family. Moinkbox.com slash Bubba. That's moinkbox.com slash Bubba. And uh, you know what? You can get free bacon for a year. Free bacon for a year by going to moinkbox.com slash Bubba. We're back with Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. The Kendrick brothers are our guests, uh, and we talked about the history. Uh, when we when we took the break, you guys had just been really commissioned from the church. So you're going out there, and you always wonder, So, will God confirm what he's done? And then then there was War Room. Well, Cora- Courageous yeah. was was next. Yeah, right and I'm going to come back. Of, I'm yeah, going to okay. come back to Courageous okay. because we have the the celebration and the anniversary today, and I want to talk about that. But the reason I want to talk about this transition because I remember I started hearing about War Room. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And that's the first time y'all were called the Kendrick Brothers. So I was confused. I was like, <laughs> now, now who is this? And, and and you know, and we we done a lot we, of work. We get a lot of things confused. Yeah, and, and so I we had done a lot of work with <laughs> with the Irwin brothers. They're they're friends of ours, and we've worked on their yeah. projects too. And we know you guys know them and, and have worked with them. And 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 this was the the little movie. It's almost like you guys started over. And War Room was something that became this gigantic success in the theater. And see if there's one thing that God has. People ask me all the time. How do you guys get to talk openly about your faith on secular radio? Because we're we're on yeah. all secular stations. Every you know we're, we're not in Christian. We're Christians who do radio, um, right? And I said I'll tell you how ratings and revenue. Uh, as long as you can create ratings and revenue, the world surprisingly will let you talk about Jesus all the time. Uh, but mm-hmm. and and so War Room proved that there's a gigantic audience for movies that are faith based. And 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 then that really, in my opinion, I think that movie played one of the biggest roles. And now these Christian filmmakers being accepted by all these secular distributors because they realize this is a legitimate market. That's right. You know, it was, it was interesting uh, when we stepped out and the church, as Stephen said, the church prayed over us said, we're with you now. And, and Sherwood is still our home church, by the way. That's yeah. still where we are. Yeah. But we went out to do uh, movies kind of on our own. And after praying about it, the Lord gave us this concept for War Room. And this picture we, we kept getting was this elderly lady praying in her closet. And this is based on when Jesus said, when you pray, uh, find time to go into your inner room secretly, pray to God. And when he sees what you're doing, he'll reward you. In other words, don't pray just where everybody can see you all the time. That's kind of hypocritical. Yeah. So anyway... We're, we're, we're coming up with this concept, uh, and, and it was obvious God wanted us to do it because it's not a topic we would have chosen. We no. wanted something more masculine and adventuresome and all this stuff. We fly to California to tell Sony, they have 12 executives around this table, and they said, tell us about this new movie. What are you going to make? And we talked about this elderly woman's prayer closet. One of them looked at me and said, <laughs> a prayer closet, is that even a thing? <laughs> and so we said... We said, well, uh, yeah, it is. There's nothing and, cinematic about that. Yeah, nothing, I mean, imagine them going, okay, I'm imagining something that needs to be made into a movie. A widow's prayer closet. Yeah. Is yeah. not, yeah. It's Tough not pitch. Tough pitch. So they, yeah, it was. Easy say it, got, though. Yeah. yeah. They got really nervous, and they said, we're not sure this idea is going to work. And we said, well, if you liked our previous films, and they did. They loved the revenue off the previous films. I said, we came to this uh, conclusion the same way, praying about it. So when we made War Room and it went to number one at the box office and it outperformed everything we'd ever done, 
the uh, one of the vice presidents at Sony said, guys, I don't understand why these are so successful, but if you make the phone book into a movie, we'll release it. <laughs> exactly. And that was- you're, you're talking about now War Room. When you just look at money, and, and of course the gross numbers can be deceiving, but yeah. you were talking about movies that were grossing, which was n- nothing to be sneezed at, by the way, $30 million, $35 million. Now you're talking $75 million. This, hey, you, you, you get a seat at the table with $75 million. You got everybody's attention. And right. I think that that opened the door for a lot of people. Yeah. It did, and, and we're very grateful to it. And, and and then we did Overcomer after that one, and uh, and then and now here we are with Show Me the Father and the Courageous re-release. So we're we're excited about this journey. We got a lot more movies in us, but one thing I would tell people is when you are tracking with God, mm-hmm. and He's the one opening doors for you. He's the one that's you know He's a better producer, director, storyteller we could ever be. And so when we you know connect with Him and are tracking with Him, they just work better. So let's talk about, we skipped over Courageous as far as chronological because of the re-release. Show Me the Father is in theaters, and we'll spend some time on that before we're gone. Uh, But uh, tell us about this re-release of Courageous. I've told you how involved we've gotten in men's ministry. We have been. We've even created this discipleship strategy because, you know, it, it seems like that Satan has always said, if you destroy men, you destroy everything. And the church, and I know you guys have a heart for this, like you said about the movies that were even prior to War Room, but if you go and reach and disciple the man, shouldn't you correct a lot of things? And uh, and so Courageous was kind of that movement of, you know, where are the men, and and let's go out and let's talk to the men like men. So tell us about what, what this re-release is all about. Well, when the movie Courageous came out in 2011, it had a big international impact. It was the most cinematic movie we had made at that time. And so we started hearing stories from, you know, Ecuador, hundreds of officers standing in uniform, committing to the resolution with their wives standing next to them. Alex actually flew down there and was a part of that ceremony. Mm. A thousand police officers coming to Christ in the Philippines, uh, people in Russia coming to Christ. South Africa, uh, Malawi, Africa, men in a mud hut riding out their own resolution after watching it, uh, after watching Courageous on a sheet, you know, in a mud hut. So Alex was contacted from the International Space Station. They were watching it on the space station. (laughs) And uh, and they said, we just watched this movie. He had his little seven-minute window. They said, we were up here. We watched this movie, Courageous, on the International Space Station. And it called me in my house from the the space station. Wow. And so – you just anyway, won Bubba. You right just won Bubba over kids. forever. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> no, it was weird. It was the weirdest number I'd ever seen on my phone, and I answered it, and it was Houston. And they said, "Can you hold for the captain of the International Space Station?" And I was like, uh, "Is this a joke?" Uh, but you know, the only reason I believed it is because the number was so unique. Yeah. Right. And then they connected me to, and we only had a seven-minute conversation because every he's going forty-five thousand miles an hour in orbiting, and he said yeah. every seven minutes they have to re you know, redial in. And, but we had a great conversation for those seven minutes. And he said with even the Russians there, they watched courageous. They were crying, which is weird to cry in space, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, how about it's weird for a Russian to cry? Yeah. You make a mess crying in space. That's right. But he said, we had to call him. Thank you for this film. So just, just amazing what the Lord did with courageous. So with that in mind, we're 10 years away and during the pandemic, and we're like, Lord, what do you want us to do? How do you want us to, to proceed? And these two projects, he basically laid on our hearts. One is a documentary, which we were able to shoot during the pandemic, Show Me the Father. The other was 
that we've got 10 years of young men that have become dads, millions of them yeah. who are going to be watching Courageous for the first time or for the first time with new eyes with their own kids. And we were thinking, what if we went back and we've learned so much over the last 10 years and do a better edit, better visuals, better you know resolution, better music, shoot a new ending and show what, it's, what the officers are like 10 years later. And so we actually have a new ending to Courageous. Uh, in this new Courageous Legacy Edition, and you get to see where the officers are 10 years later. Okay, I didn't know that. All right, so that, that is, <laughs> that's coming out on the 24th of September. You can go to Courageous. Yeah, it's out. Yeah, it's out now. That's yeah. right. I can't, believe it's it's, out. I can't believe this has gotten away from us how late it is. Showmethefathermovie.com or just look um, uh, where it is playing uh, near you and go see it. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk a, a little bit about how it's going with Show Me the Father, and we'll wrap things up with the Kendrick Brothers when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. All right, so Bubba, you and I have been in, in pretty good shape when it comes to losing our hair. I mean, let, let's face it, we've been in pretty good shape. You know, not everybody can't say much about the color on my end. Uh, but, uh, well, w- w- there's nothing we can do about that other than the products that are available. And let's face it, they're too high maintenance. <laughs> okay, but uh, we especially with short hair. No judgment yeah. on men who color their hair. It's just not our. Well, thing. I tried for a while, Rick. Just wasn't worth it. But did you know that 80 million men and women, uh, in just in our country, experience thinning hair? Did you know that? I did. Not, I know. not it's, talked it's about a, a lot. Did not not so Nutrafoil. I want to tell you about this product because it's formulated with, with botanicals to help you, you grow your hair as strong as you are, meaning you really need to be go ahead. You need to be addressing your hair and keeping it healthy and strong. That's the best thing you can do not to lose your hair. So you're thinking to yourself, well, I, I think I'm okay, but well, you couldn't use this product like I am just because you want your hair to be strong and you want it to be healthier because you want to be, you want to, you want to get on the front end of it. And start addressing it before it ever even starts Rick, happening. Rick, that's the key in so many things. you got to be on the front end of it. It'll save you. You know, what's the old saying? An ounce of prevention yeah. is worth a pound of cure. Yeah. So why don't you go? It's 100% drug-free. Uh, it's physician-formulated. And when you subscribe, you'll receive monthly deliveries so you never miss a dose. Shipping is free, and you can pause, and you can cancel at any time. So if you you got some anxiety about this, you can grow thicker, healthier hair and Support the show by going to Nutrafoil, that's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, Nutrafoil.com, using the promo code Rick Bubba, and we'll save you $15 off your first month subscription. This is the best offer available anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Get $15 off using the code Rick Bubba for hair as strong as you are. All right, so we're back. We're wrapping up with uh, with our friends, the Kendrick Brothers, movie producers, and and uh, the products that they have produced over the years um, have been uh, successful, but more importantly, they've had impact for the kingdom of God. And uh, Courageous has now been re-released with a new ending, uh, new edits, and we see what happens to these policemen. I will tell you this just watching over the years, Alex, and I know this would apply to anything, uh, your acting uh, has really, you can see you getting better as we go. And uh, and I remember watching um, watching courageous. And when you do the monologue, when you're in the church and you're you're doing the challenge, um, I, I, at that moment I really did. I said, you know, Alex is really he's really making a turn now. He he's he's figuring out who he is, how he wants to do it. He's he's becoming these characters. What was it like to do that monologue? Because if you if you if you've never seen the movie Courageous, definitely catch it now that it's been re released and find a, a place to see it as soon as you can. Um, 
how, how many takes did that take? Uh, I mean, what, what was it like to do that emotional scene where that challenge is taking place? Well, that was our evening service on a Sunday. Okay. Uh, we did the morning service and we asked everybody and we invited other churches to come as well. So you'll see a, a representation of a number of churches in that scene. And we shot that uh, speech. We probably did it 12, 13 times. A lot. And um, and it was interesting because by the end of that evening, shooting two, three hours of that speech, you know, getting reactions and close ups and everything else. The men in the audience could almost quote it word for word, which is a good thing. Yeah, it is. Right. You know, so we did it over and over and uh, and people were aiming and hooping and hollering. And, and uh, it was just a fantastic. But we believe every word of what we say. I remember Stephen and I putting that speech together and writing it out. Uh, you know, we did it prayerfully and said, God, what would you even say to us? So all these movies, the principles apply to us as well. And I'll say this, all of our films have stretched us personally. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when God calls you to do something, he right. grows you in the process. He doesn't just use you to reach other people and speak to other people. He works on you as well. So he worked on us. Uh, after Courageous, I began turning off the TV more often and spending more strategic time with my kids. You know, we read the whole Bible together over a a Mm. period of time and, and it was just awesome. So I don't regret any of that time at all. And so courageous had a deep impact on me and I became even more uh, strategic in my fathering. And I thought I was a decent dad to to begin with, but uh, man, God worked on me as well. And so I'm so grateful for the impact courageous made on me. Can't wait to see what courageous legacy does in a new generation of fathers. Well, go find it. And again, if you want to find out more about it, go to CourageousTheMovie.com. So then show me the father. Uh, you guys did that. We talked to you on the big show about that when it released um, last weekend, if you're catching the podcast um, uh, as it comes out. But uh, so how has it done? Documentary. What made you guys go uh, toward uh, more of yeah, a documentary? A change style? in formula yeah. there. Huh? Sure. Well, after Overcomer, it was really in prayer that the Lord birthed this whole idea. You can communicate so much truth in so little time in a documentary. Now, we've seen boring documentaries, and so we were thinking, we want this to feel cinematic. We want the audience to still go on this emotional roller coaster, and we want them to have twists and turns. So the way that we shot it, the way that we cut in the other footage and B-roll, it does feel like a movie. There are people that are saying, hey, I'm not really into documentaries, and when they watch Show Me the father they're blown away at the end because there are some incredible yeah. twists that are in this storyline but we're able to communicate the heart of the love of god as a father as a perfect heavenly father in the film and so i just got a call this morning from a uh, a man in kentucky he said our football team at our local college over 100 people were in the theater last night he said they were cheering standing ovation at the end he said one of the players came up to him afterwards and says, I'm ready to give my life to Christ to Amen. be baptized after seeing this movie. That's it was nice. just unbelievable. But these, this is a secular college, but everybody has a father story. Yeah. And everybody needs God to really be their perfect father in their lives. And so show me the father catches people off guard. They go in with low expectations. But what's happened is the people who have gone to see it, have been deeply impacted by it. It got an A-plus cinema score after opening weekend, which is the highest score you can get. It's an independent company that polls people across the nation after they walk out of the theater saying, what do you think about this movie? It's the only second A-plus that a documentary has gotten, and it's the second A-plus 
that has even happened of all the movies that have been released this year. And so the response has been solid. Now, attendance has not been what our feature films have been. The movie's done about 1.5 million to date. And so we are excited about the the thousands of people that have seen it across the nation. We think it's going to have a long life, you know, down the road on home video. And that I was talking to a, a sheriff yesterday because he went to see it. And uh, he's the local sheriff in the county. And he said, every prison needs this yeah, movie. I agree. Because the majority of men sitting in prison, and women for that matter, grew up in fatherless homes. And this movie will help bring them healing. It'll help them see what a father is supposed to be. It'll help them forgive their earthly dads yeah. and hopefully see God and tap into a relationship with God so that they can be a better parent to their own kids. Well, and you guys, I don't have to tell you this, we're in a pandemic. You, I mean, yeah. you can't you can't yeah, yeah. really judge much. This is abnormal when it comes to how many people actually go to a theater. But uh, people right. are people are getting back to the theater, and that's good. But as you said, the content of this is so well done. I love a documentary, uh, and um, but even if you don't, um, you'll love this. That the content is going to long last, even if people don't go see it, and the you know they're afraid to go to a theater. Uh, they're still going to grab it when it's available to them, so it, it'll continue to do well. Guys, we just we're just so impressed with what you've done and how God has used you, and and you motivate us and a lot of other people. And we just want to encourage you guys to keep doing what you're doing. And and I know Show Me the Father is is uh, the focus right now, but I know there's a lot of things coming down the pipe, and we're we're excited about seeing where the Kendrick brothers go. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's a blessing to talk to you guys. If and, and just to throw it in there, uh, if someone can wants to see Courageous Legacy in theaters now, you can go to CourageousTheMovie.com, and we have a list of theaters there. All right, man. Sounds great. And we don't want to let the you know the cat out of the bag, but they're working on their next project, and it's uh, and it's called Show Me the Radio Show. Uh, but, uh, so, uh, <laughs> hey, guys. It'll be a short movie. Yeah, well, thanks yeah. for being with us, guys. God bless you. Good thank to talk you, to you. Thank you, guys. The, the Kendrick so Brothers, our guest this week on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. <laughs>